Hello. Um, I just wanted to quick explain a few things. Um, we have been experiencing some major technical difficulties while we were trying to prepare this series. Um, a major equipment malfunction rendered the first episode of this arc virtually unlistenable. And uh, also put a damper on the quality of the other episodes. As such, we have made the decision to completely scrap that episode and continue on with the rest of the arc as normal. Uh, at the start of this episode, there will be a quick recap of everything that happened in the first one so that you are not lost. Um, and yeah, uh, thank you for your patience and understanding, and I hope you enjoy the devil in the details. Amidst the grounds of the Miskatonic University stands a grim archive. Within lies a collection of the darkest secrets known to mankind. But visitor beware, for what horrors lie within their pages. Can you resist their maddening call, or will you succumb to the tales from the Orn Library? Tonight's story, The Devil and the Details, Part 1. Tonight's story features the talents of Stephen Anderson as Dr. Jean Duvain, Matt Bennett as Howard Clemens, Colin DeYoung returning as Professor Henry Morrison, Brittany Shesnock as Hannah Nichols, Benjamin Van Rokel as Professor Orson Wagner, and Noah Yardley as Quincy Persimmons. It is night. Wispy clouds cover the moon, darkening the campus of the Miskatonic University. We see one of the dorm halls. A single street lamp illuminates the yard, but it is outshined by a sudden bright flash of light from a third-story window. Inside, a female student sits, nude and covered in cuts and blood, above an archaic symbol. The chanting grows louder as the door suddenly opens. The figure in the doorframe cries out as the chant takes a fever pitch. Suddenly, the chanting stops, the student on the floor falls to the ground, unmoving. In an instant, a second student falls to her knees, clutching her head, alternating between maniacal laughs and hysterical cries. Only one phrase manages to be heard above this cacophony. I am Cicero. It is springtime in Arkham. And with spring break over, the students of the Miskatonic University resume their coursework, edging ever closer to finals and, for some, graduation. However, there is a strange tension in the air, unrelated to the stress of classes or finals. Over the past month and a half, five people have died, a janitor, a teacher, and three students. While death is not uncommon in Arkham, the nature of these deaths have been horrific, unnatural, and mysterious. And now, two more students, Doris Ames and Emma Carlyle, have gone missing. We begin with... Howard Clemens. I'm a 22-year-old astronomy student at the Miskatonic University. I'm five foot ten. I have brown thick glasses and red hair. 
Howard had been seeing the school psychiatrist after witnessing the mysterious death of his close friend, Jake Baumgard. Next, we find... Quincy Persimmons. I am a lad of about 20 years old. I wear big circle glasses. I am uh, about six foot three, and I have a strong fascination with the occult. Quincy entered the Orne Library. He had been searching for more books of the occult when he was confronted by Dr. Henry Armitage, asking to know the whereabouts of the Oracles of Nostradamus. Checked out on the Quincy's name and overdue. Knowing that the book had gone missing from his possession, Quincy managed to convince Armitage to lend it to him for another two weeks. While that conversation went on, we saw... Henry Morrison. I'm 35 years old, and I'm a professor of history at the Miskatonic University. I'm about 5'9", or 5'10", average build. I usually wear a plain dress clothes, shirt and tie, nice shoes. Uh, my hair is brown, but it, uh, it feels like it gets grayer every day. I drink lots of coffee, and I smoke plenty of cigarettes, especially nowadays. Henry enters into the rare book collection, only available for professors, students with permission, and select outsiders. Intrigued by the events he faced in Canada earlier this year, he found the book The Golden Bough, hoping that it might be able to shed some more light on his experiences. As he began to leave, Henry overheard an argument with Armitage and a student named Albert, who wished to enter the rare book collection without written approval and was shut down by the librarian. At this time, we now see the morgue of the campus teaching hospital. Entering is... Jean Duvain, prominent French surgeon in his mid-thirties. His jet black hair is kept slicked back and without a hair out of place, and he keeps his pressed tweed suit just as orderly. Duvain has a cold blue stare that quickly analyzes those around him, often disapprovingly. He walks with an arrogant gait wherever he goes, expecting others to keep up with him. He had been asked to look into some of the mysterious deaths a couple of weeks before his lecture, to see if the great doctor could deduce what the staff could not. Five bodies were presented. The first, Old Wormwood, the janitor, found dead in one of the dorm halls, his chest crushed in a way that could only have occurred in an automobile accident. Next, a Dutch student, Hilda van der Boer, who had believed she was covered in biting insects, screaming that Cicero knows. She scratched herself to death. The next body was that of Jake Baumgard, mummified in a matter of minutes. The old mathematics professor, Willard Upham, was next. His lungs were full of seawater, yet he died in his office with no outward signs of drowning. Lastly, there were the remains of poor Miriam Donovan, whose body rotted away into a pile of green mold in just a matter of seven days. Duvain was given the autopsy and medical files to study. We then transitioned to the new mathematics professor, Orson Wagner, a professor of mathematics at the Miskatonic University. I am middle-aged, I wear glasses, I am an average build in height with salt and pepper hair and a beard. 
He is teaching a class when he notices that neither Doris Ames or Emma Carlyle are present, which he chalked up to be truancy. One student. I'm Hannah Nichols, and I'm 19 years old. I'm a five foot two Caucasian with long brown hair, blue eyes, and glasses. I find the human mind and their behavior fascinating, so I became a psych major. I'm good friends with Howard Clemens, and I have accounting with Professor Wagner. Hannah left quickly after class, heading straight for the Orne Library. Now, as everyone is leaving their respective buildings, the bright and sunny spring air is suddenly overtaken by a dense, opaque fog. It lasts for less than a minute before disappearing without a trace, leaving behind a bloody, naked female corpse. Panic ensues as Orson and Henry try to control the crowd. Duvain begins to study the body. The sight of this body sends Howard into a panic attack as Hannah tries to console him. Duvain notices a few things about the body. Into the forehead is cut three connected circles. Along her forearms are thirteen slashes that run perpendicular to the elbow. And on her hands a mysterious symbol of a circle with interlocking and concentric lines cut into them. Both he and Quincy recognize this symbol as the gates of the unknowable. Upon recognizing this symbol, Quincy sprints for the library. Orson and Henry now take a look at the body, recognizing her as the missing Emma Carlyle. Orson notices a crumpled piece of paper in the student's hand. It is a page torn from a book, with everything crossed out except for the phrase, Cicero and his enemy shall become one of body and mind. Duvain realizes that it is an excerpt from the oracles of Nostradamus. We can hear police sirens in the distance. Hannah then takes Howard to the Orn after he reveals that he counted and the fog only lasted 58 seconds. They scour through the shells to find an answer. Meanwhile, the police arrive with Officer Chuck Stake at the head. They interview the three professionals and take the body to be autopsied. Henry, Orson, and Duvain then also make their way to the Orn to see if they can find the rest of the oracles of Nostradamus. Howard and Hannah find a book on mysterious meteorological events of the Middle Ages, finding a passage about an event in Hamlin, Germany in the mid-13th century, where a fog rolled in for exactly 57 seconds, and all the children in the village disappeared. Quincy is still frantically searching through the stacks for any information about the gates of the unknowable. And at this time, the three professionals arrive, running into Howard and Hannah, who pass along their information and reveal that Quincy had the oracles of Nostradamus last. They find him, and Duvain mercilessly questions the student, and Quincy retorts in kind. They are all interrupted by Armitage, who informs them that the library will be closing in five minutes. Knowing that he needs permission to roam the stacks of the rare book collection, Quincy runs out of the library, hoping to find his English professor and ask for written permission, but much to his dismay, the professor has left for the day. As the rest of the students leave the library, they fail to notice a figure in the bushes, watching them and smiling the oracles of Nostradamus tucked under their arm. And that was where the first episode left off. 
Welcome back to The Devil in the Details. So we pick up the next day um, after all the events have occurred. So today is Saturday. You're all near different different locales. Where would you like to start? Is the library open on weekends? Yes. <laughs> yes. Should we all meet I mean, up? That or? would just be. I feel like that would well, just be imagine, a good place to work. Well, I imagine. Uh, My instinct would always be to go to the library. Yeah, yeah you and me would probably be there just to study, just for regular stuff. Mm-hmm. So, out of instinct, I'd go. Yeah. Go together, as buddies. Yeah. 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 I'd also probably check it out. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, I'm gonna go to the morgue real quick, or the, or I'm gonna go check out the bodies again, see if I notice anything. Okay. With this new information. That the bodies hit the morgue. <laughs> no. That is dumb. Stop. Stop that right now. I'll, I'll allow it. You don't get a slap. Thank you. All right. Anyone else? Um, I think uh, Henry is just going to grab his morning cigarette and coffee and then head to the library. Orson and Quincy? Um... Probably not. Uh, well, would um, Professor Wilmar be in the vicinity of camp somewhere, somehow, maybe, possibly? I'm sorry, you said a luck roll. That's what I don't want to Ah! No. <laughs> <laughs> he, he, he doesn't. He's, he's at his home. He's not here. Yeah, he knew you were You don't know that. No. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, well, I guess I'm just sulk in my dorm. Oh. I'm being depressed. And sh- no. I'm just, uh, uh, so, like, I, I need to get into the library. Like, well, it's open. Well, I mean, I need to get into the the rare book section. Yeah, maybe there's like three. Yeah, I know. There was the super cool history professor. Yeah, well, I was a dick to you guys. Well, maybe you should make up for it. Oh, I don't. I'm I'm saying there's a French guy. Uh, yeah, I guess I'm just gonna look for the, look for the professors. Alright. <clears throat> so, I think everyone's at the, everyone's at the library then. We all I'm, know. I'm at the morgue. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I'm taking the bodies again. So, I'm gonna start with you, because you're the only one there. Um, how do you want to examine them? Uh, um, first, I want to take a look to see if there are any similar symbols. Okay. On, on the pres- uh, present bodies. Okay. Um... Make a spot hidden roll. That's 20 under 45. Yeah. Um, none of them have those same symbols. That is unique to Emma Carlisle. Okay. Gotcha. Did this fog, by the way, did it have any smell or any other identifiable characteristics, or was it just a fog? It was simply a fog. Okay. Gotcha. Sounds like it. Um. Okay. In that case, uh. I'm going to go head over to the library. Okay. So, 
you all, I imagine you all kind of arrive at the library about at the same time. Um, what a coincidence. <laughs> it's like we, we all walk up the steps, we're like, oh, uh, we're all walking up the steps. Look over like, it's like that scene from It where the kids <laughs> go up in the same time yeah. on the bicycles. I saw it too. Yeah. <laughs> 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 comes up, you probably wonder why I assembled you all here. <laughs> <laughs> what would you guys all like to do? Walk in, probably. <laughs> so, I want to, if he is here, I want to see if I can get these. Uh, or the times that they showed up. Who's he in this context? Oh, uh, I'm sorry. If Duvain uh, is here, I would like to get the at the times that the bodies were found, or the times that the fog rolled in. Okay. Um, and I'm, I'm why not use sort of what I know to see if there's like any connection between the times, or if there's any numerology behind it, or anything like that. Okay. So, um, I'm not going to make a roll for this. You probably stayed up late um, looking at the, reading the medical reports. All the bodies were found, um, all the times of death happened at night or late evening and were discovered in the morning. And there was only one instance of the fog. Okay. I'll relay this information, of course. Mm. There's only one instance of the fog? Mm. Um, one witness. Yeah. Oh, I see. Do I know if the time of death, similar to how the time of death for this most recent incident was about a day, mm-hmm. um, do I know if the time of death for the other incident, incidents was the same? They were different. Um, uh, like, for example, the student who turned in, who um, rotted away pretty much, uh, took about a week for that to happen. Um, the uh, student who went insane about the bugs, um, that was about two weeks of the constant scratching. Okay. Um, other than that, the others were seemed rather instantaneous. Also, information out of the way. Okay. Uh, I guess I'm going to take all these numbers and see if I can glean anything from it. Um, just see if there's any connection between them, any numbers that would make an. Intelligence roll. Yeah, make an intelligence roll. Intelligence roll. Do you want help? <laughs> Brain roll. Can you get, a, can you get assistance on this? Uh, six under 65. There doesn't appear to be a correlation between the times of death and, um, yeah, that's what you're looking for if there's any like significance there. Yeah. There does not appear to be any significance okay. there. Well, that's something. It was a good try, Dr. Wagner. I don't hand out for these authors. But he's a good guy. Henry is going to go back to the rare book section, his favorite place, really. Um, and he's going to try to find um, anything about supernatural events linked to weather, especially fog. Can, uh, can Howard join you there? Professor Henry. Yeah, why don't you why don't you come along? Alright. What the heck? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hannah and Quincy, anything you guys are doing? I'm kinda of just waiting to see if the other professors tell me if they need to do something. Mm-hmm. In the meantime I'll do homework. Okay. 
Quincy, what about you? Um, I am. Uh, I'm going to kind of try to stealthily approach Mr. Morrison. <laughs> Can you try to scare the shit out of him in a lot of ways? Yep. See how that works out. He's like, ah! He's like, girl. <laughs> <laughs> um, hey. Which none of us can replicate. Hey, Mr. Morrison. Yeah. <laughs> hey, can I, can I talk to you in private? Oh, um, sure. Um, <laughs> you sound a bit Jewish there. Oh, hey, sure. Hey. My son's a doctor. <laughs> uh, what do you, you want to talk about? Uh, I wanted to apologize for yesterday. Uh, for being as rude as I was, I was really, I was in, uh, I was in a rush to try to find the book before the library uh, it closed because. There's so much. Uh, I was getting frazzled. Uh, but I believe uh, in order to finish my book report, I need to get into the uh, rare books section of the library, and I need a professor's approval to get in. I just need one book. Uh, what book would you be looking for, then? That I honestly am not sure. I don't even know if they'll have it. But I will only need one. Yeah. Sounds good to me. Okay. Awesome. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> All right. And then I'm going to run on to the rear, rear book section with okay. Mr. Morse, Professor Morse. So you got two students in tow. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I, said, I said in private. I hope, <laughs> I hope none of you sully my good name. The <laughs> <laughs> good name is Henry. <laughs> I'm, I'm Henry. All right. So now, uh, what were you looking for again? Uh, I'm uh, looking country. for, I'm looking for uh, any book that would possibly have that symbol. Okay. All right. Um. Anything else you're gonna do, Hannah? Or? Um. Not if nobody needs me, no. Okay. So the three of you, Henry, Quincy, and Howard, enter into the rare book collection. Um. Uh, if you guys are going to do some research, then make a library usual. Thirty-one under forty. That's a seventy-two over forty. Twenty-four. That was a twenty-four. Twenty-four under thirty-five. Alrighty. So I'm going to start with you, Quincy. Mm-hmm. Um. You. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> You walk next to a display case, stop, and look back at it. Um, this book has that has that symbol emblazoned on the cover, and you look at the description. It is uh, titled the Necronomicon. Oh no! Yes. Well, uh, <laughs> it is currently in a glass display case. I know. <laughs> I see. My grandson was featured in the Necronomicon. <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't know that if you took the time to So, I, like, is it, like, locked? Yeah. Oh. 
Well, that's no fun. I mean, they put like, you can bust it open if you want. I mean, it's something. I've got a one in locksmith. <laughs> Alright, we can push. <laughs> we'll get there. Um. Is there like any procedure for getting those books? Would I even know that? Because this would be my first time in there. Well, you can ask Armitage. Um. Yeah, I guess I'm gonna have to do that. Okay. While you're doing that, I'm gonna go to um, the other two. Uh, so Howard and Howard and Henry. Um. Uh, so what exactly were you guys specifically looking for again? I was looking for weather-related supernatural phenomena. Yeah. Okay. In the recognitions of my mind are an enigma. Now I'm coming to her. So, um, now you failed and you succeeded, correct? I succeeded. Yeah. Um. <laughs> That's unfortunate. <laughs> so you find something. Oh. Um. I know. Oh. Howard, Howard, you find something. I, uh, you find. Um, so you are in deep in one of the sections, and uh, you find a book called uh, Planet Scripture. Uh, and flipping through it, you find mentions of mysterious fog that has drifted in, that has uh, oceanic fog that has appeared uh, while not being um, around the ocean. Do you wish to read it? Yeah. All right. So you start to read more, and you hear um, and you read mentions of this, the deep of the deep ones of Father Dagon, Mother Hydra. These stories of beasts from the deep who slumber, um, only to be wakened by their followers. And I need you to make a sanity roll. No, actually, you lose one d six sanity. You don't roll for this. Wow. One d six. Mm-hmm. Okay. Soul hurting. Soul. Oh, oh, you lost poor sanity. Four. All right. Wow. That was almost bad. <laughs> almost bad, you said. Nearly bad, but also bad. <laughs> total, total is total net losses. Loss. Four. You lost. <laughs> yeah. So you find in this text a mention of a way to contact. Um, Father Dagon and Mother Hydra to create the mists of Relaya to summon this fog and for it to disappear without trace. Well, uh, I'll bring it to um, Professor Henry over here. Um, yeah. Uh, Professor Henry. Uh, yeah. Uh, I found this I found uh, some information uh, regarding the fog. Uh, seems like some sort of cult mumbo jumbo, but uh, that's the worst kind of mumbo jumbo. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> I had to try to not laugh. Uh, really caught me off guard. Uh, <clears throat> So it's, I read through it and it says there's something like contacting uh, Father Alea, Father Dagan, Father Dagan and Mother Alea, Hydra, Hydra. Mother Hydra, <laughs> <laughs> Father, Day, 
some something about summoning Father Dagon and Mother Hydra to summon this fog and have it go away without a trace. I don't know why, but I might need to read into it a little more. Have I read this book before? Make a luck roll. Don't fail me now. I failed you. So no, you have not. I have not read it. However, if you wish to make a Cthulhu Mythos roll, you sure you can try. What is not good? Yes. Yes. Nope. No. <laughs> That's um, oh, um. I, I guess I'll read it then. Yeah. Um. To further study the text, it'll take about ten weeks. Uh, <laughs> um, oh, what did you read? <laughs> good question. Cliff notes version, please. Cliff notes. You, that wasn't the whole text. You found this section that talked about it. Well, we'll lose everyone in ten weeks. <laughs> Do you pass this knowledge on to anyone else? Uh, well, right now it's just me, Professor Henry, and Quincy He's doing his own thing. Yeah. Well, I guess we should uh, tell everybody else. Tell everybody else. I'm gonna hop over back to Quincy. What are you uh, with the Necronomicon? What are you planning on? Um, I am planning on tying it into one of. Uh, I'm just gonna bullshit to Armistice that I have Armitage. Fuck. <laughs> I'm bad with names. Okay. Uh, I may be good at the English language, but other people's names. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm just gonna. Uh, bullshit some story to Armitage that uh, there is a um, a theory that Nostradamus had uh, that might possibly have a reference to the Necronomicon and I want to explore it further. Okay. Make a hard persuasion roll. Hard persuasion. But you have a book that they want. No! <laughs> that was like almost a critical fail. <laughs> so let me guess. You want to take a look at the rarest, most valuable, most fragile book we have in this entire collection. And you are still missing the other book. I'm not asking to check it out, per se. You can push if you'd like. How close is... Am I, like, anywhere near these guys? Fingers. Uh, sure, I'll say you're in your shot. You can also explain the situation um, to them. I'm going I'm to walk over. Um, I'm going to try talking to him. Well, Lucia, uh, it just so happens that we have one of the world's finest surgeons with one of the world's, the world's, steadiest hands right in our presence. Were anyone to investigate this book, I have to imagine I would do the trick. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the reason I have the like, I don't. Huh? I, I'm just confused because like, like, what? Why would I care? Yeah, why would you care? Well, first of all, fuck you. <laughs> because you were asking you know me yesterday. You know what? Okay. Let's see. All right. 
Uh, so, okay, I'll have you make a persuasion roll as well. Okay. Um, I don't know if I have persuasion. Well, 26 under. Did I say under? I'm at, <laughs> <laughs> I'm at over 10. That being so, it's. I cannot let him win it. There's only for very rare occasions is it to be taken out of its case and examined. Is this not a rare occasion with the fog and the dead students? I am here on behalf of the university. Students are dying, and anything that could help us stop that, well, I imagine it warrants an investigation into the Necronomicon. Are you going to push that roll then? Sure. Under 10. I'm sorry. <sighs> Fuck. Um, can I at least take a look at the rare books? Rare books. Yes. Yeah. A man of your stature is and he's allowed. Thank you. Don't fill his ego, please. <laughs> um, I'm gonna sneak up over the neck of Avacon. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. Uh, before you do that, I wanna hop to um, Orson and Hannah. Anything you guys are gonna do? Oh, I got a six. I can't get my homework done. So. Okay. Uh, <laughs> okay. Hold on a sec. So you said, uh, Quincy, you wanted to push as well? Yes. Okay. I I don't need to take it out of the library. I just want to read. I, I want to try to find a specific passage, take notes, and then put it away. Okay. Push. Yes. Push. 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 <laughs> You're never allowed in this library again. <laughs> He um, responds the same. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <sighs> okay. Fuck. All right. So quick, uh, back to Hannah and Orson. Hannah. My calculus homework's done. I'm on to astronomy. <laughs> uh, actually, I don't know. Uh, sure. Um, I'm getting a little bored. I'm just gonna, not looking for anything in particular, just look through some occult books, just to see if maybe for some reason I stumble across mm-hmm. something that might be helpful. Okay, that would be in the rare book collection as well. Hang on, the rare book section. Can I go on the rare book section? Says library use. Yep. Okay. And Orson when? Fifteen. Fifty-seven. Alright. So that also beats the hard one. Mm-hmm. And uh, what were you looking for again? Just Anything looking? that yeah could pertain to... Okay, so when you do find the Necronomicon, um, you see the symbol and make the connection there. Um, but... The... Yeah, the... Um, uh, the one piece of text... Uh, you you co- collaborate with um, Howard... And you kind of not discover at the same time, but you um, you look more into that as well. Hmm. So I read everything that he's already read. Yeah. So do I have to roll for sanity? Yes. All right. Why would you do this? Dope two. <laughs> All right, Orson. Um, I kind of want to join back up with 
and these guys, um, both Professor Henry and Howard. Um, and I guess, yeah, I'll, I'll meet up with them, see what they've found first. Okay. All right. Um, I will say at this point that you two have walked back in as well. Okay. Well, it looks uh, like it's a little bit of a party in here. Yes, I suppose. A um, if you have you found anything? Mm-hmm. Uh, either the fog or the symbol or... It looks like a Howard might have, might have found something. Yeah. I found a, a book that uh, is related to some occult stuff, kind of. As, as Henry put it, as Professor Henry put it, the worst mumbo-jumbo. <laughs> uh, and I'm assuming you share the like, Yes, I do. Okay. Yeah. Well, to me, it seems like someone might have read this or found out about it somehow. And Summoning the fog? Someone summoning the fog. So someone has it out for people. Perhaps. Perhaps. I have to ask you, gentlemen and gentlewomen, have any of you access to the Necronomicon? No. Not, not as much as the the next. Uh, not as much as the next guy. No. None. Okay. Is it close by? It's nearby. It's not close by. Okay. It's in the same room. I'm gonna walk over to it. Okay. Um, how, how bad is like how strong is the lock? Oh, we are going. No. Uh, like, make, go away. Um, make an intelligence check. That's actually a lot worse than you might think for a doctor. <laughs> Fifty-two under sixty-five. Okay. Um, it's a it's a strong lock, um, but it's not. Um, you get the sense it's just a little uh, under what it should be. Okay. It's a lock, but a crowbar can still break it. <laughs> um, I love mine at home. Uh, okay. Is the um, the glass case? Does it wiggle at all? Like in the lock? Is it is there any way to like open it up? You are really. I will say no. I just picture you going up, hugging the box, just like shaking. <laughs> Do I recognize anything on the Necronomicon as well? Just the um, <laughs> he shakes the box. Make a luck roll. Oh, zero? Okay, cool. Yeah, you just lift <laughs> up the glass case. Yeah, the lock was just a decoration. <laughs> uh, you recognize the symbol on top. It is the same symbol on your Okay, gotcha. That's all the evidence I need. I'm going to march back to the librarian. Um, this is one of the Mr. Out. Armitage. Armitage. I'm going to march back to Armitage. 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 Yeah. I'm going to really quick just march back to Armitage. Okay. <sighs> okay. You ignorant fool. Have you any idea who I am? Have you any idea the secrets that might be contained with this, within this book? I have found a connection that almost guarantees the use of the Necronomicon or some similar text within these walls. Sacrificial care. Oh, here's what you're gonna do. You're gonna open that case up for me before I go to the principal, to the dean, the head, and I tell them that you singularly are ruining this investigation into what's killing the students. Make an intimidation roll. 
Uh, 52 over 35. I'm gonna push. How tall is this guy? I'm gonna push. He's average height. Uh, I'd say a little under. Dude, you're yelling in the. I'm yelling in the library. You're gonna get. Um, I'm gonna. You know what? I will give you a bonus die to this as well. So that's advantage. Okay, that's it. I'm gonna do that. Uh, fifty or nine? Let's just re-roll that one. I was cocked. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'm gonna push. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna. I'm really. I'm a tall guy, so I'm really gonna get in his face and like jam my finger down into him. Uh, you fucking insignificant, weaselly piece of shit! Have you any idea what I can do to you? Have you any idea how many people I trounce to get where I am? Never cross me and open that goddamn book! Ah, the one! The one! The one! Push your Very well. As long as it means you be quiet, and afterwards you promptly leave the premises. I'm gonna call my fingers through my hair. <sighs> my good sir, monsieur, I'm a man of composure. <clears throat> Take me to the book. Alrighty. Well, we're all wide-eyed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we all like peek out. We all like peek out from the. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like we just all like huddle up over the edge. We're like, what? <laughs> all right. Um, shit. Okay. So, uh, You're just gone. he leads you back in, takes out his key, um, purposely takes a second to find the right one, um, unlocks it. Uh, he hands you a pair of gloves. Please use these while you read it. I take out my own leather gloves. <laughs> And he carefully lifts the book out and hands it to you. Mess. It is an old-ass book. It's dusty. Uh, it's thick. And it's mysterious. Merci beaucoup, monsieur. Um, <clears throat> with my surgical precision, I'm going to take it back to the group. <laughs> I, I changed my mind. I'm going to take it over to the group. So we can touch you without gloves. <laughs> no, we won't touch it. Okay, so I have the book. We heard it. Thank you all for your patience. Uh, So I see, Mr. Quincy, that this book came to your attention as well. You seem to know something or other about the goings on, and I figured all all of us together we could flip through this and uh, figure some things out. So without further ado, I lick my finger and I open up. With your glove? <laughs> yep, with my glove. I you were such a dumbass. Why would you? Um, <laughs> Why? I've never encountered the economic Okay. Um, you start reading through it, um, and the text is... It's, you, you read Latin, correct? Yes. So you understand it. Um, and um, it talks about dark things, unspeakable things. You are at you are on page one and you keep flipping through it and it seems like no page is exactly the same twice. Um, you uh, you try to go back a few pages but it's completely different and whatnot. Um, you guys just watch as he is completely and utterly absorbed in this book. Um, 
You gotta uh, make a sanity check. Okay. Sanity check. Let's go. I was supposed to beat this, right? Nine, no, 39 under 40. All right. Ooh. Jesus. Um, you lose 2d10 sanity. Holy shit. Oh, oh, oh my god. <laughs> I think you lost that sanity for That's 12 sanity. Dude. <clears throat> Is, there, uh, is this like behavioral as well? Does this actually like mess with like me as a person? Ah, uh, okay, real quick. What is a what is um the fifth value of your uh fifth value of your power? Of my power? Mm-hmm. Fifth value of my power is eight. Eight. Noted. Oh boy. Oh. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> um, <clears throat> let's figure out what happens to you, shall we? Oh boy. Do we just lose? <laughs> Do we lose? Well, the episode. We got the Necronomicon. It drove one of our party members insane. The he killed us all. <laughs> I mean, it was um, there. It was there. It was indeed. Yeah. It was there. It had the symbol. Symbol means story progresses. Mm-hmm. And when story progresses, bad things happen. Yeah. In the mythos. All right. <laughs> so you guys, his hair goes stark white. Um, it's completely drained of all color, and um, he has gone completely catatonic. Oh, that's good. Oh, I think by good you mean horrible. <laughs> no, I might mean good. Like, finally, And um, no, we just hate him. You have a mania now. Mania. Bibliokleptomania. Oh. The compulsion to steal books. <laughs> I have an English major. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, so what do you guys do? I'm trying to get him out of it. Whoosh. <laughs> I physically push. Okay. Um, he is comatose pretty much at the moment. Um, he's all, well, looks like he's, um, looks like that didn't do too well for him. Is there a way to psychoanalysis? Not at the moment. Maybe we should put the book away. Psychoanalysis takes a time. Yeah, I mean, I can help him with that, but. Yeah, we should have an hour. We should probably put the book away. I'm gonna take. Ask the leather gloves. Yeah, I'm gonna take the leather gloves that were originally with it and shut that book and then just put it back. Okay. Not gonna deal with that. Yeah, no, uh, yeah. Uh, he is just still, he is just still staring at his hands, um, completely blank expression. I want to talk to Armitage. As you're about to do that, um, uh, you hear from outside, Albert, I told you once a, and you, the door shatters. As you see Armitage just fly through the hall and hit hard against a bookshelf. Um, <laughs> and um, you see a figure, um, uh, you see a figure in a coat and hat run in, take a second to look at you guys. Shit. And he, he runs over um, across the book collection. I ran Okay. Uh, he runs towards a glass display case that contains like an uh, old um, blueprint, it seems. Uh, 
What are you gonna do? Stop! Get, get him! Right. Uh, I'll the law! <laughs> uh, let's make an opposed dexterity check, see if you catch up to him. Opposed dexterity? Ooh, he's not an okay deck. Yeah. I'm a quick feller. Not- oh, you can beat that! Oh, you're extremely- That's nine, that's, that's 92! <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a nine under 60. You're fast. Okay, yeah. Get him! <laughs> you managed to grab his shoulders like, let me go! And he's gonna try to elbow you in the face. So he's gonna make a brawl roll against you. Uh, that was cocked. <laughs> that was cocked. <laughs> uh, well, she misses. Um, she missed me with that. What are you gonna do? Um, I guess I'm just gonna try to like. <clears throat> I've got him. I guess I'm just gonna try to like pin him to the ground. Okay. So I'm assuming we're in combat right now. Yeah. So what's your dexterity? My dexterity is sixty. All right. Uh, so he actually does have slightly higher dexterity than you do. Oh. So he starts first. Um, so you're trying to push him to the ground, so we'll make a strength check. And he'll oppose that. Nope, 85 over 40. Yeah, he manages to pull free. Um, and he is going to launch a mean right hook at your face. Someone run in. Someone call truck stick. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna run over. <laughs> Which he misses. But he, he is just going to keep going for the, this um, display case and elbows it and it shatters. Okay, so... Are you joining in the fight? Yeah. All right. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> Here comes Talton with a small hand. I'm coming in. <laughs> so you come running in. Anyone else doing anything? I'd like to make it known. Um, I am running to check on Armitage. Okay. What about you, Howard? I don't know. <laughs> I think you'd just be freaked out again. <laughs> yeah, I think I'd just be freaked out again. Quincy? I am just like, what the fuck is this happening? I don't associate I, I'm still, like, mind blown by the door shattering and seeing fucking, uh, who was the Armitage? Armitage? Oh, uh, well. Five foot girl. Is it a clothesline? <laughs> yeah, I guess I'm also running over to Armitage then. All right, so... Hannah, you're running down. Um, you would now have the highest in uh, dexterity, so you are the first in the initiative order. <laughs> All right, make a brawl roll. Uh, 27 over 40 or under 45. And he gets to make an uh, opposed brawl roll, but you had a better success than he did, so you hit him and deal the damage. <laughs> you deal the damage. How much is a fist? Uh, unarmed is a d4. Wait, wait. No, it says here 1d3 plus db. Plus damage bonus. So it's a 1d3. You don't have any damage bonus, so it's just going to be a 1d3. I also don't have a d3. Yeah, just roll a d4. And if it's a four, subtract it. I did a damage. (laughs) um, You hit him, him, like, not square on the job. You get him a good clip in the chin. Um, You don't want to get into this, Hannah. And he's going to strike you back. Um, That's a 43 to hit, which is a success for him. No, I can't. And uh, you can make a dodge, or you can make an uh, opposed attack. Uh, Those are your options. Well, then I probably dodge. Wait, okay. dodge. Oh, wait, uh, or an opposed attack, mm-hmm. attack, which is still fighting brawl? Yeah. Okay, that's actually better for you. Opposed attack. No. <laughs> um, so you're going to take uh, four points of damage. Because he has a plus one damage bonus. Um, you guys. He gets you right in the temple. What the fuck? And, and then he grabs the sheet of paper out of that, and um, he's looking at the window. 
stop him. All right, uh, I'm going to go to Orson. What are you going to do with um, uh, Armitage? Well, first of all, I just want to see, like, is he, like, unconscious? Like, He appears to be unconscious. Okay, uh, I'm going to try and... Um, I don't know. I don't have any like first aid things. Are there any first aid things in the library nearby? This is the 1920s. Yeah, I figured. Um, I guess I check on him, make sure that he's like still alive, mm. uh, and then I'm just gonna run back towards the library to see what's happening because I can't do anything with Armitage right now. Okay. And then Quincy and Howard, are you doing anything before I go to uh, Henry? Uh, I mean, I guess I can try and help. <clears throat> uh, the doctor? Just trying to... Oh, uh... Oh. Bethany's character. Orson. Orson. I guess I can go and try and help uh, Orson. Okay. With Armitage? With or Armitage. Yeah. Okay. Um, do you have any first aid skills or... No. Okay. <laughs> I suppose I'm doing nothing, I suppose. Yes. Yeah. Well, you can attempt to roll. You don't have to... Yeah. And if you succeed, you actually get a mark that you now have a Let's go. I suppose I can try and do something. That'd be medicine? First aid. First aid. I was going to say medicine. Uh, Jesus, you're uh, not good. Yeah, I, can, that. I mean, I guess I can try a first aid roll. Mm-hmm. Hey, I that's a five. Yeah. Okay, um, yeah. Um, he uh, does appear to be still alive. Um, most of his ribs are broken. Uh... It's it's a pretty nasty hit. Um long through a door, yes. I'll do it too. Alright, Henry, what do you do? Alright, so he's looking at the window. Mm-hmm. How far away from me is he? He um, he's about the same distance as you and I, probably about four feet away. And how far away is the window from us? Uh probably about twenty, twenty-five feet. Uh, I'll go thirty. Thirty feet? I am going to reach under my jacket and pull out my revolver and tell him to stop. Okay. Still have your gun? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Make an intimidation check. Uh-oh. Are we really good at this? Oh, I'm not good at this. Maybe no bueno. <laughs> well, you're good when you attacked. <laughs> I will give you a bonus die because you do have a gun. Where's Intimidate? Oh, Intimidate, okay. The six under 15. Holy shit. Um, <clears throat> he hesitates. There's nowhere to go. Put it down. He starts to put it down. What do you do, Hannah? Can I, I can't see his face? No, you can see his face. Okay, does it look like somebody I know? Uh, make a luck roll, if you know, to see if you know this person. Uh, why? Uh, 93 over 80. <laughs> yeah, you do not know this person. How the hell? Um, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm on guard. <laughs> okay. Um, he's slowly putting down his hands, and then he makes a run for it. I shoot. <laughs> okay. I shoot. Green. This is fun. This is. I, I feel like we're making some good progress here. Yeah. <laughs> oh God. No. no, that's a seventy-five over forty. Yes. Okay. It's the nineteen twenty. Uh, Thirty-three. I have a gun. Who's going to stop me? Uh, and he's in the dodge. Nope. 
<laughs> Alright, you do hit him, so that's gonna be three. Four minus one then, or yeah, so it'd be three. Yeah, three. Um, you get him like right in the nose and you feel it smash. Yeah. Uh, um, sorry. <laughs> um he staggers back. I do feel bad. Um, but and, like... and uh, he's gonna keep going. Um he's gonna make it uh uh he's gonna just make a dex and just dive through the window. Was that a 10? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he just shatters through the window. Um, and uh, you hear a thud from the ground. Um, <laughs> you can certainly try. That'd be Dex. Now, why? <laughs> I don't make it out the window. <laughs> Um, don't. You, you're just about to, but you see these shards of glass. It's like, maybe oh, not. Maybe not. Ugh. I'm already. I already got hurt. All right. Damn. So here we lie, the thief gone, Armitage unconscious and injured, and you all shaken, with Duvain still under his trance. And that is where we will end this episode tonight. thank you for listening to our strange story tonight and we hope it gave you chills and thrills alike find us on facebook at tales from the orn library or visit our website at talesfromtheornlibrary.com where you can find all the handouts used in the show join us next time for part two of the devil in the details and remember the library is always open